All right, hello again. This is still the same host. It didn't change from another one. I a more good looking and younger host. Still same old me. Didn't reach that phase yet. I'm still here. Uh, very enthusiastic as I'm always am. Uh, I just recorded five minutes of an episode. Didn't gel very well. And I wasn't even recording with the right microphone, so it would sound very strange. And I didn't remember much of the album, although it's an album that I that I like. Uh, I took it out of the list because, you know, what sense does it make if I can't say anything about it, why, why I have it there? It was a, the 2001 record from uh, Super Furry Animals. Super Furry Animals. Uh, it's a, it's a. I'm gonna listen to it and maybe absorb a little bit more to see if I, if I put it back or not. Uh, it's just one of those challenges, right? Doing the, the, the random selections. Sometimes you're not that very familiar. Although it's a pretty, it's a significant album. Right? I do remember listening to it a lot back in the day, uh, but that was maybe 2015 or, or maybe even earlier than that. Uh, it's a, it's a fun album. Uh, anyway, I just I I, I reached the conclusion that it's a mixture between Blur and Flaming Lips, which is pretty much the the only observation that I can do about the thing, right? So that's probably not a very good sign. Uh, let's just do it again. What's the album? One three five. I'm jumping right into it. One three five. And the record is Michael Jackson, Off the Wall. Tough one, tough one to discuss. Uh, I mean, it's a. I've always been meaning to watch the documentary about it, the documentary that came uh, when Michael Jackson was still. Because now, you know, even if. even him being dead for 10 12 years um still scandals coming out right so his reputation is still even more tarnished than 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 it what it was and it was pretty tarnished before right before even before he died or way way earlier than that you have stand up comedy talking about that from 2000s right uh, that has specific um, um, comedian that talks about it, and I believe it's 2003. It has a whole bit about Michael Jackson, but it's the it's the appearance appearance part of things, right? The the, the uh, black turning to white, that type of thing that he talks about. The specific comedian, I remember his name, but we have it here, probably. Uh, in my opinion, the the best record that Michael Jackson has, his most uh, complete album and the most uh, human rec record as well. I do believe that Off the Wall s s sits in a in a in a very specific place in terms of what black music was at that point, right? And it's not a tremendous phenomena like a thriller or even a bad in terms of heat hits in terms in terms of uh 
in terms of how recognizable it is, right? Those two albums are insanely popular. Thriller, the, the, the most, right? Of course. So in this album here, only three years before Thriller, so it is pretty much on par with the with the same philosophy that happened with the with the massive album that is Thriller. You have the more downworth, more funky, more sensitive, uh, especially soulful part of the of the Michael Jackson. Uh, it's it's the most one of the most all that that I just described of his career. Uh, again, when he was human, uh, when he had something to prove to the music industry, still, even though he had quite a large and extensive career up to that point, um, I do think that he was on the top of everything, right, on that album. Uh, afterwards, he became the icon that he still is, in my opinion. I mean, there's no no changing around his influence and his importance uh, even though you know ev everything that has been said holds water or, or whatever you know it's not a necessarily it's a tough one to discuss because of that right because there's always a uh, it's always slippery just to tell the 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 the, the to make a commentary about a alleged pedophile, you know, and, and a serial one, and a, and a, I've 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 never, I've never, uh, I don't understand the extent of the accusations that came out, or what's the, what's the thing, necessarily. I don't I don't I don't tend to, to, to like to follow that. Those types of things, and it's not my, my my it's not my cup of tea, let's say. But I'm not here to to talk about that. I I do believe that that album has the most brilliant Michael Jackson cuts of all time, right? Um, off the wall and working day and night. I, I the whole first side of the album is essentially spotless right it's essentially perfect uh r&b perfect funk and perfect soul by one of the most remarkable performers of the the industry and yeah um speaks for itself i don't i don't know i, I mean the grooves are always on point his vocal delivery is always on point uh, it has documentaries about it, and the information about it is pretty, uh, it's pretty extensive, right? About all the tracks and all that. There is a Spike Lee documentary about the um, about the album. Uh, came out, I think, in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So it really just painted a picture of everything that it was happening before the record. So what type of artist was uh, Michael Jackson was before the the album came out? Because that was his big break, right? Uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough was his big hit at the moment. So Thriller came kind of in the... Uh, of course, having a lot of things going for it, having a lot of uh, 
iconography going for it and a lot of success uh, because of the quality of the album itself. But the thing that really pushed uh, Michael to a, a whole another level, especially in the 70s, really defining what the 80s would be in terms of pop music and in terms of black music as well, uh, that this album, it's the ground zero for for a lot of those stuff. A lot of a lot of that stuff from the 80s that really dominated everything. And dumbled down versions of this, right? So the more synthetic, more uh, watered down versions of the disco frenzy and, and, and just the, 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 the amazingness of everything here is so tight. It's so concise, but deep as well, so, you know? It's a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, outstanding record. It's it's a very democratic listen as pop music, very good pop music tends to be, right? You put anywhere, and it's gonna it's gonna make its mark. It's gonna people are responding to that, right? It's a, a, a true, a true, well put together pop record like Michael Jackson uh, kind of defined what it, what was there especially after this record came out uh, it is for everyone you put with the you put Michael Jackson with the headbangers they will enjoy it you know it's uh, there is a kind of of um, like BG's is kind of the same as well ABBA it's kind of the same so it is pretty much the authenticity of the thing. Um, it goes with everyone. Authenticity doesn't doesn't uh, music, musically speaking, right? Authenticity doesn't uh, doesn't need a tribe to just make its make it make its way into people's heads. So and she's out of my life. It's like something it's incredible right his vocal delivery the the chops that he presents um, michael jackson was a child singer essentially before he was still considered a child singer from jackson's five right he was that kind of guy and he became the monster that he became in a way uh, it's it's unfortunate he he's a tragic figure it's it's tough um, because his lows are pretty low right from what i heard i don't necessarily i'm, I'm not an avid consumer of things from michael jackson that no one cares you know but yeah, if you look at his album prior, he looks like a kid in it, right? He looks like he's 13 years old. And then four years afterwards, he was like fully fledged, amazing dancer, amazing singer, like really ambitious, really hardworking. Uh, from everything that I saw about this album specifically, from that slice of his career, uh, it, it is remarkable what that guy did, right? Um, it's pretty 
pretty intense. So, you know, have his his first album in the soundtrack, Ben, I believe is the is the soundtrack of a movie. I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly the one. It might be. Yeah. So he he was fresh out of Jackson Five at that point, right? Seventy two, and then uh, and the, the documentary kind of explains that as well. From what I remember from the documentary, um, he had to prove something. So ABC from Jackson Five, it's like seventy. It was what ten, not even that, you know. Uh, he he might have been like how how many? What's how, what's his age in? Yeah, he was twelve. 70 so he was 21 when we released the when he released the the album that we were talking about now off the wall so 21 years old what have you done when you were 20 21 right i i didn't do anything i, I barely do anything with 29 right anyway um pretty remarkable album and he started when he was 10, right? 10 on the, or 11. At least it's the first Jackson 5 album. It's from 1969. And then, you know, really remarkable trajectory up to that point. I mean, Off the Wall is the album that really put him on the map. And of course, everyone that came with him, right? Quincy Jones, although Quincy Jones were, I'm, I'm, I'm talking nonsense, because Quincy Jones was already pretty established, uh, really, really, really established up to that point. Yeah, he was, uh, he was making music with Count Basie, you know, in the 50s and 60s, yeah, nothing. But of course, the success and the partnership that he had with Michael Jackson brought him a lot of, you know, even though he was pretty significant, um, kind of, it was the rise that rose all boats, right? In that sense. Um, but he was a pretty big name in the history already. Uh, interesting artist, Quincy Jones, I need to have a look at his... His uh, trajectory, just see what he was up to. It was a lot of soundtracks, right? Uh, I think. A lot of soundtracks and, and jazz thing. I don't know if he was a singer ever. I need to, to have a look at that. But yeah, if, uh, 54 is in first album credit to him. So he might have been a guitarist, maybe. Or maybe a piano player or something like that. Or maybe even just a composer. Yeah. Um, non. Don't know exactly what to say anymore about this album. Um, could say that it is the ground zero of disco music. So it's the golden standard of what disco music became. In the 80s, it, of course, it was already pretty much 
done, right? Because uh, essentially it was the BGs that did that. But he helped with a lot of of his popularity, right? He helped with a lot of... Let's see Michael Jackson's kid. You know, he, she's looks a little bit like him. Anyway, just rambling now. Uh, I, I, I finally discovered the name of this podcast. It will be called Babbling Bangas. Yeah, this is the... But you knew that already. I'm assuming. Um, Babbling Bangers. That's that's what this is, finally, you know? Pretty important name in music history. Pretty significant. Uh, dude. Don't know much about the, the the whole controversies and all that. I hope that... You know, how, well, can you bring him to justice? I mean, the guy is dead for 11 years, you know? What exactly can be done here? Uh, you're not going to raise his his um, footprint in music. That's not happening. You're not going to raise Michael Jackson's uh, impact on the in the industry or you're not going to erase the charisma of his songs. And his ability to do to, to 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 do what he did, right? You're not gonna destroy that, even though it seems comfortable to maybe think that that's a that's an option because he's a monster or whatever. Um, he might be, evidently he might be, but tapping your feet to don't stop to get enough, you know. It, 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 you know what, what can you do <laughs> when you're facing that good of a groove and that good of a pop song right it's I wish no one was a pedophile ever you know <laughs> uh, what can you do what can you do you're gonna no, no I'm not gonna forget his songs, you know, because his songs are good. I didn't have anything to do with the guy doing what he did, supposedly, so I, I'm not sure, you know. How can I... How me abstaining from him, you know? Good stuff. That's the, that's the eternal... That's the question of our days. It's the It's the moral... Uh, it's the moral conundrum of our days. It's it's to have that type of thing, right? Oh, the 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 people that we put on a pedestal, they are flawed human beings. So how can we deal with the fact that they are flawed, right? How can you how can you idolize someone who's imperfect? Because essentially that that what happened what happens with with you know. I idolize uh, anyone. They have a, a history of whatever it is, you know? Because humans have histories of whatever it is. Um, fucking great record, though. Great album. With the kid fucking or not, you know? It's, it's a great album. Prefer without the kid fucking. It would be definitely better. Not to have 
de attached to such an amazing album, but you know, it is there, and it'll be actually interesting to ask for the victim of it what they think. The the victims or the alleged people, I don't know how alleged it is. He was acquainted, right on, on the on the on the justice system. He he was um, no, not acquainted, um, acquainted, exonerated. I don't know why I, I don't know why, why I got acquainted. Anyway, he was exonerated, right? When he had a trial about it, when he was alive, I do remember. So it'll be interesting to see the victim's perspective on the Michael Jackson's music. If the victims say, um, I actually don't listen to it because of the emotional something that it might be attached to it or not, but I acknowledge that it's a fucking great piece of music, I think everybody should just shut the fuck up and, you know, don't, don't, don't bother anymore. So, you know, you just listen to, listen to a song, a good song made about someone who is definitely flawed, right? Definitely had some, you can look at him and probably point out that he he was weird, right? You can look at him. <laughs> you can probably and you, you probably can try to understand who he was as well, right? As uh with his family history and everything that went down as it did. You can probably find the the, the answer there. There is a saying who say hurt people hurt people, right? I believe that he had his slice of hurting as well when he was a kid so it's pretty much you know very slippery slippery territory for nobody who has a podcast should be talking about but anyway uh it's michael right mj gone i'm not gonna say the rest of the quote uh a pretty intense album pretty very dense floor driven dance floor ready you can put i think quest love says that right the, the 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 roots drama i think he says that if if you put the groove from uh stop to get enough if you just put the first and you hold that you you can get the crowd like really pumped by doing that right it's, it's the oldest trick in the book for a dj just to put or, or even trilla or billy jean or all of the ones that have a really immense popularity and and a really recognizable groove and and, and signature and all that uh, this is a trick for the when that drop comes yeah it's pretty it's pretty intense piece of work it's pretty intense as intense as his life was right. Uh, people are trouble, and Genesis are trouble as well. John Lennon be his wife, you know. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, I enjoy Beatles. Um, 
you can enjoy an artist's work by knowing he did something reprehensible, right? Or criminal. Exactly. It is possible to listen to Charles Manson and, and just some of his songs and say, oh, the guy had quite a little bit of a of a, a, a sensibility going on there, right? You can probably say that. He's a fucking piece of shit. Of course he is. Uh, right? He deserved the destiny that he had, yes. And even more. Or maybe, you know, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, not saying that he's a cool guy. Well, he has some, some songs that has a, has a f nice folk sensibility there, right? Very, very crude and, and, and not well put together at all. But... can listen to it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt you're not sticking the knife into anyone you know anyway that's pretty much it um pretty much it for my courageous rant about the power of art maybe do another one i like those double ones double ones might be interesting to make uh, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Because it's on the 25 mark. Maybe that, the, you know. Maybe I don't like that. So 300 and what? 317 now. All right. <coughs> 278. 278. John Hopkins. Immunity. All right, that's a interesting album. Totally different genre, right? Couldn't be. It's totally opposite to Michael Jackson, maybe. And uh, it doesn't have any anything in common with what I was talking about so far. Uh, John Hopkins, uh, electronic musician, I believe he is. American? I'm not sure from where. I do think that he's American. Or he might be British, I don't know. I never I never saw any interviews or anything. Oh maybe I know I did, I did. Yeah, he's he's from the UK. Correct. So pretty much what you can say about the genre of his it would be essentially a mixture between Deep House and IDM. I do think that he's a very original and, and multifaceted type of electronic composer because he doesn't necessarily... He's not very reliant on the bass drop or he's not very reliant on the... On the charisma side of things so with electronic music right with the pop music side of electronic music it tends to be a lot of that right a lot of the dubstep 
commonly uh, understood as Skrillex or you know those 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 ubiquitous electronic pop ideas they are all over the place now uh, he is quite the opposite of that without being heady or too overly complicated his songs are enjoyable they are dance music you can move to his rhythms but it takes a while to get there right he's much much in the vein of uh brian eno some stuff that brian eno did uh, with this more electronic side of things right you can i know that i mentioned that i believe in the first episode i, I mentioned the second side of uh low from david bowie it's all brian eno it's all over the place from there area right so he kind of inaugurated there in 77 76 i imagine the time of the recording of the album he kind of inaugurated a whole genre of intelligent dance music which is the acronym acronym for idm um, it is what john hopkins uh, does and he does especially well in this album immunity of, of, of being re-listening to that album quite often uh, this year i mean right i've, I've been re-listening to it because it's a very well woven piece all throughout it's, it's everything is kind of blend together in a way right it has sections and it has places that he goes and all that but it is pretty much um pretty much all all encompassed uh, piece of work that he that he did and the tracks are all nine minutes or six minutes even more than that right uh yeah so the the, the bulk of the record goes up until the a track so it's an a track album uh all tracks are bigger than than four minutes and 49 seconds so the introduction introduction for the record has four minutes, which is essentially the the the, the intro. So he really he really takes his time for 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 him to, to to just put things in place, and for you to just see the 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 types of rhythms that he plays around with. I I, I I've listened to a podcast with him recently. Um, he was explaining the creative process from another song from a more recent record of his um, from Singularity he was explaining the track called I believe that it is Luminous Beans which is an 11 minute record uh, 11 minute uh, recording uh, album and what he does essentially if i'm able to explain a little bit i might try what he does is he plays around with a groove he scratches a groove on the the whatever he uses to compose them he grabs something that he finds interesting he has to pick his interest according to him that's the the he has to find the groove nice right he has to like the thing and then he grabs that and he throws all types of compressors all types of effects 
he really throws everything but the kitchen sink at it, right? But the kitchen sink or in the kitchen sink? Send me an email about the, the correctness of the expression. He, 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 he deforms the work to an extent that becomes unrecognizable and becomes what it probably needs to be, right? According to him. It's, it's basically building a house or building a, a structure of a house and destroying everything and maybe just building the house according to whatever was left there. So the length of the walls will be a certain size because of the fire that consumed the structure of the house or whatever, you know? It's hard to, to explain. He probably does a very well, much, much better job than that than me, right? But what I'm trying to explain is he takes a destructive approach to his thing. It's almost like nature itself because all he wants is to create. And when he has a cluster of material created in a way, that thing might just fall. And that it's an object in and of itself, right? When you think of like a cluster of shelves, uh, shells or, or something like that so they 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 do agglomerate somewhere they they are feeding off a, a type of environment there a type of uh, like like a rock or something like that and then they get destroyed and then each of those pieces become a piece like a jew in and of itself right with a shape exactly tailored from where they came from so it's destruction, uh, it's construction, destruction, new meaning, right? It's all that, the way that he explains, it's pretty interesting. Uh, he doesn't say necessarily about this album here, uh, how he, he, he played around with the textures and all that, but I imagine it's pretty much his, his creative process, right? So pretty interesting uh, guy to, to have a check at, if you like the the more paced and the, and the more uh, cinematic, cinematic, atmospheric uh, type of electronic music, it's pretty, pretty good. It's one of my favorite uh, electronic albums, like fully with no vocals or anything like that, like completely devoided from uh, pop ideas, right? From... Uh, choruses or, or st structures really like you, you can think that with the method that he applied that he applies right with his songs uh, the structure also will be kind of a mishmash and, and I think that take its natural form like like nature take its natural form when the sides to grow and when decides to do its thing, right? You can you can observe nature just taking its course and 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 and, and getting somewhere, which it's 
You know what I mean? It's it's not in nature's head where they are going. They just go, right? There's no there's no objective in nature, and it's similar to this. It's similar to this. You can you you can understand like how the process uh, bleeds into the into the into the song structure themselves. There's a really, sorry, I just tapped into the microphone. Uh, Breathe this air. It's a really interesting song because it starts with a someone coming into a car, and then you know, and, and you can see it's like a field recording. It might even be a phone recording of some sort, like someone traveling through their car and just igniting the car and just traveling a little bit and he uses the 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 sounds and the percussiveness of the of the action itself to just create those textures and just bring the beauty and bring the more crystallized synthesizers and bring the more alive based uh to the to the composition it's pretty stellar it's an amazing album uh it requires some patience it requires some some leaning into it but nonetheless it's a pretty amazing um, pretty amazing piece of work um, i do i do enjoy that album very much and every time that i think about it and and i, and I want uh, a reflexive walk uh, among a, 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 a along the water or you know a walk along the city i put that thing it's the perfect soundtrack for a long walk on the city because it just stays with you and it 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 just kind of you know makes you makes you remember that oh i'm here you know i'm here but it, it blends in with the city especially that album um pretty pretty great work from our guy here and also it's a, another album it's from him I'm, 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 eventually I will be able to talk about that one, but he has a um, collaboration record f with a Scottish singer-songwriter called Green Crossout, which is one of the most beautiful albums. Uh, of course, is one of the most beautiful um, partnerships that I ever saw be putting on a record but that's that's for another episode hopefully i can speak about that one because i admire very much the that album it's called diamond mine and it really shows the strength between the two of them the two of them together right two very distinct uh musicians uh king Creosote is more of a folk singer uh if not only a folk singer and john hopkins is only the the electronic part so you can see their strength coming together and it's pretty amazing pretty amazing uh, to be a guy like john hopkins should be the aspiration of basically anyone that wants to do uh, interesting electronic uh, music with a huge gravitas and and a sense of belonging in it right it's a lived-in uh, masterpiece, really. 
What is this album? Immunity. That's it. We reached the 40 minute. I try to do for 40 minute. Always. I don't, I'm not, bear with me. This is not, you know, a very excellent podcast. Although this, this, uh, we didn't have the, the water break on this one. So eventually on Wikipedia and all that, it's going to say the only episode that doesn't have the water break is the Michael Jackson and John Hopkins one. Yeah, that it's a, it's a piece of trivia for you to put. My fan, my fans, piece of trivia for you to insert into the canon of this post podcast series which is named uh, Babbling Bangas a auto discography which I think is a very smart name and I like that the little thing that I just did that alright again appreciate you listening appreciate your patience with the with the flubs and all that um, yeah one day we're going to look at this and say, wow, what an improvement, right? Bye-bye.